Welcome, B-Movie fans, to another B-Movie chat. Uh, we are joined today by our friend D.W. Can of Dark Side uh, Media. Um, we are discussing today unnecessary sequels. If you've been following us this month, that was our, uh, our review theme. And uh, D.W. here is uh, a director of a sequel which was most definitely unnecessary, um, although not for the right reasons. Um, how are you doing today, D? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Oh, pretty fabulous. Not too bad. Not too bad. So uh, we, we did just uh, just review your uh, your sequel, Ancient Evil mm-hmm. 2, but can, can you tell us what happened with that? Because we know it wasn't supposed to be a sequel. Right, right. Well, originally it was called um, Anubis Guardian of the Underworld. And the whole idea was um, I had been working for a, a low-budget film company for a lot of years in editing and production and post-production and so on and so forth. And so at one point, I had always been wanting to make a feature. Nobody would give me money to make a feature. So, um, you know, after working for this company for a number of years, they said to me, well, we'll give you some money to make this move. All right, cool. So they gave me seven grand. And they said, all right, you're just going to make a monster movie. It's going to be 90 minutes. Have fun. All right. So we came up with we came up with Anubis. We figured, okay, what could we do? Because myself and uh, the writer and a few other of us had done like makeup effects and some other things. So we we're trying to think of um, you know creatures that we could do that were different, running around in the woods, and um, you know that we could pull off on, on virtually no money. And uh, so we decided to come up with Anubis because it was bandages. We figured he was easy to fix and so on and so forth. So we went ahead and just made this movie over the course of like twelve days. Um, and in the middle of April, <laughs> which it was like snowing, raining, you know, warm. It was all sorts of seasons going on in that month. But uh, by the end of it, we we just got this little movie together. And when the producer saw it, he had tried to add in a few, a um, little bit more, just kind of bizarre moments that we stayed away from. And uh, but once it was all said and done, he said, uh, "All right, perfect. It's great. We sold it to." can't remember the name of the company at this point. Um, but they, uh, when they got it, they decided to make it a sequel to uh, Ancient Evil. And so we were kind of bummed because we thought our poster was kind of cool for, you know, for what it was, <laughs> you know, a low-budget little movie. And uh, we were trying to sell it to something else. But once we saw the first movie, Ancient Evil, we were like, okay. Um, <laughs> that was really right, work yeah. as a sequel, but if this is how you guys are going to go with it, then... Uh, I mean, it... You know? With Ancient Evil being a David DeCoteau film, at least it oh. wasn't a bunch of shirtless men running around in the woods like like most of his movies. Well, that's what was kind of funny because we, you know, when we went ahead and made Ancient Evil or Anubis, um, we had no idea that it was ever going to be that. So, but you know, it wasn't until we were told that I, I was like, okay, so where's the first one? You know, and then I started looking at his movies, and I and I I've, I've seen a few of his other films since then, and I was like, interesting. This does not fit at all with this. I don't know if they're trying to do it as just like a theme trilogy or theme sequel or what, but um, I guess it's just how they could sell it. But for me, it was that, and, and I thought our cover, our original cover was pretty dope. I mean, it was all, you know, um, uh, you know, images from the film and so on and so forth, but it was really collaged well together and so on and so forth. But the cover for the, the DVD looked like, a, you know, something from like a poor man's Iron Maiden cover. It was just, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? It's like... You know, so to me, because I, I, you know, big fan of marketing and all that, so I, I understand how it works. So seeing all that, you know, and at this time it was, it's, you know, blockbusters and that type of stuff are still around. So 
you know, we go and try to find these movies in the stores and we come across, it's like, oh, it's like, would anybody even rent this just based on the cover? I mean, I know, you know, the movie is what it is, but it's just like, we were just as eager filmmakers, we were just trying to get it out there more. Yeah, you know, I, especially something we made for seven grand. I've, I've got it right in front of, of me in the, uh, yeah, the cover is like that super cheap looking 1990s CGI. Whenever I look at the mm-hmm. um, the mummy's hand, I keep thinking he's holding a banana or something like that. And I'm like, no, it's just, just the way <laughs> right. his hand is like. Right. It's just the bandage dripping off of it. Yeah. Right, right. Your original title yeah. was a lot cooler, too. Um, you said Anubis, um, uh, King of the Underworld or something? Uh, yeah, Guardian of the Guardian Underworld. Of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was just, uh, yeah, I mean, our whole goal was to make, you know, because Shaun of the Deadwood had just come out a few years earlier. So for us, it was just kind of, we're always, you know, we're big fans of like, you know, horror movies and, and Jason and, you know, Friday the 13th and, Night, you know, Night of the Living Dead and, you know, Halloween and all that stuff, but we didn't, we didn't have enough money to make a serious film, you know, for what we thought, you know, so we decided to kind of have, you know, a little tongue in cheek action with it. So that's why all the characters are super broad. You know, we wanted to make a very, you know, it almost became, you know, not Monty Python-ish, but I mean, it was just very, it's a very broad film, broad horror film for what it is, you know, um, and nobody, <laughs> nobody, everybody, I get a lot of comments about it, <laughs> various characters that they like or don't like, you know. Um, but I don't know. It, it was just, it was fun to work on. I mean, it was, it was definitely a blast. You know? Speaking of, speaking of the Halloween movies, wh- what, what do you think about them mixing the entire series again? Like, <laughs> they're oh, just like, what? oh yeah, n- now not only did, you know, three through seven not happen until H2O or whatever it is, but now two through everything has never happened. They've realized their mistake with um, giving it to Rob Zombie, and they're, they're, this is yeah. their way of apologizing. I mean, I mean, unless the guys from Men of Black are standing there at the theater entrance going, you know, we're going to wipe your mind clean. I mean, <laughs> you know, I just, I mean, come on. I mean, I, I just watched Jason 5 again the other night, which I hadn't seen in a long time, The New Beginning. I love that movie. It's so Scooby-Doo. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the fact that it's, you know, but it still works. You know, and I don't, I definitely am not a fan of, um really any of the Halloween movies, except I actually enjoy two. I know everybody, you know, has their various opinions, but I enjoy two. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's just nice to kind of pick up where you left off. Um, three, I just watched recently, actually, for the first time since I had seen it, you know, when it first came out, actually I had a hell of a lot of fun with it. Yeah, um, three isn't really a bad movie. If you just no, take it like, it's as it is, like, <laughs> it's not a Michael Myers movie, right? You know, right. it, you know, you take that Halloween three away from it, call it season of the witch. It really doesn't make sense to call it season of the witch even. No, no. You know, like maybe maybe it all. Maybe Halloween mask of horror or some shit. But uh, yeah, right. But, but right. yeah, it's a, it's a fun, campy, like really cool. It's more of a sci-fi movie than a horror movie. Um, yeah, and I I have forgotten how much of it was like that too. Until when I watched it again, I was like, wow, this is actually just a cool movie if you just take the title Halloween out of it. You know. Yeah, that was the thing. I think they were trying to, like, make a bunch of different films, but, like, a different bunch of different kinds of themes instead of just Michael Myers. But since they had two in a row with Michael Myers, everyone kind of expected that. And they're like, oh, crap, we, we have no more to tell. I mean, he's dead, and so is the uh, so is uh, Dr. Loomis. So. Right. <clears throat> yeah. What they probably yeah, should have exactly. done was um, made Season of the Witch up Halloween 2 so that nobody would, um, they wouldn't be thrown off and, like, thrown um the final, like, um, Halloween 2 is, like, a random one, like, to be like, oh, look, we're kind of make we're, like, finishing that story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is what it is. Now we're stuck with the never-ending um, amount of, like, 
sequels, remakes, and all this crap? Well, I guess it, I mean, you know, the weird thing, though, is that it, when you talk to, you know, to different generations of um, filmgoers, some people have never even seen the 1979 Halloween. They've seen the Rob Zombie version. So that's the kind of the weird thing with all this stuff where everybody's rebooting, and, and particularly with this instance where they're just going from the first one, you know, from the 79 version, I should say, that, you know, did anybody, you know, at this point, the generation you're getting to, did they see that? You know, I mean, so it's like, are you missing a market? Or are you kind of... In all honesty, know? I mean, if, if, if you've seen an episode of the Jerry Springer show, you've pretty much seen Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, you know... Correct. Yeah, yeah. An episode of uh, Jerry Springer mixed with, like, cops or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, just, I, I felt those were kind of a misstep, just, to, you know, just in that, that category of... I mean, I get what they were trying to do. I just... I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit more of a purist, so I'm probably the wrong person to ask. <laughs> I met this group of kids once who um, I mentioned, um, what's his name? Um, I might believe this. The guy from Psycho. Um, oh, when you were looking for oh, Norman costume. Yeah, Norman yeah. Bates. Um, yeah. And I said, I was, I was trying to see if they had any like costumes of, you know, him as him in the uh, dress dressed as his mom. And they're like, oh, do you want to dress up as, as the guy from Bates Motel? I'm like, are you serious, kid? <laughs> yeah, right. That's what you're fighting against now at this point. You know, um, so. I mean, I thought everybody wanted to dress up as Vince Vaughn once in their life. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's the only psycho movie I haven't seen and I have no intention of seeing it. That's another one that was I've had a bunch of unnecessary sequels. I've only ever seen the original Psycho. That's the only one that really counts after yeah, that. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I, I, the original Psycho is one of my all time favorites. I, I, I love that movie. And uh, the second one isn't too bad. But, you know, I tried to watch the, it wasn't even a reimagine. It was like, they wanted to do almost an exact Wasn't it a a shot for shot remake? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I tried watching it. I was just like, these characters just don't fit. They don't work within the confines of what they're trying to do. Anthony Perkins in the original one is so perfect. I mean, his performance is just, you can't ask for a better performance. I mean, either the the ups and lows that he, the highs and lows that he does in that is unbelievable. And he's and by the time he, I mean, he has to get you to the end of that movie where he's sitting, you know, in the padded cell, and then you have the, the, the you know, his mom talking over him. I mean, to get to that point and to sell it, it's so creepy all the way to the end of that. And to watch five minutes of the, you know, Guess when Zant's version, it's just like, oh, come on, man. Well, the, the <laughs> really? ta- talent runs in that family because I forget if it's his. I think it's his son, or it might be his grandson. Um, Oz Perkins was uh, one of the stars in the movie Dead in Breakfast, and he really stole the show oh. in that movie. Right, right. Um, it's like the lead zombie. I don't. Know, I just. I love that movie because it has like the zombie square dance rap music part of it. And it's just, <laughs> it they, they do. It's hilarious. I love. It, it is. It makes. It, it makes no sense, but it's there. No. If you're gonna be right. stuck in a zombie apocalypse, may as well be a musical as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> be happy with it. It's actually another series that has some unnecessary sequels, the um, Night of the Living Dead series. I think after mm. um, Day of the Dead, they're all kind of, um, you can yeah. tell that they just ran out of steam. And they're like, well, we're kind of stuck with and, this now. And not even like unnecessary sequels in like the ones that George Romero did, but all the like unofficial unnecessary sequels. Oh, like, like the, the zombie. Like, a, like, like zombie three. 2, zombie 3, zombie 4, after death, zombie 5, killing birds. I know there's one that there's a zombie 6. I don't know which what that's <laughs> fucking subtitled. 
And then you've got, like, Day of the Dead 2 Contagium, where it follows, like, these adults in, like, a a mentally challenged facility that find a canister that releases a zombie virus on them. Like, what what the hell, people? Well, it's probably the same thing that happened to you, you, where, like, they just marketed it as a sequel because that's what the um, the, uh, producers wanted to do. Because, yeah, in, in 2009, I was really looking for a sequel for a movie that came out in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. I mean, was- well, I think a lot of it, too, is I know when I, I spoke to distributors at one point, just trying to figure out, you know, around that time after that movie was made, you know, I called a couple of distributors. I was like, hey, I just made this movie. They're like, you know, this is at the video boom, you know, early, you know, mid-2000s, I guess. And um, the weirdest thing they told me was, they said, if you want to make a movie, make it for 5000 bucks, and then you can make your money back. That's just the way the market is right now. And I was like, Phew. I was like, well, I just made a movie for seven. And she's like, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so it's like, okay, well, if you look at it that way, I guess if you, you know, and with Night of the Living Dead, it's, it, you know, basically it's public domain, I think, at this point, because what happened with the rights and Romero and Russo and all that stuff. So, you know, when you have, you know, other than Romero trying to, you know, reclaim what he was trying to do, You've got, like you said, all these different offshoots. So if you're making a movie for five or, you know, especially in the early 2000s when you had video rampant in, you know, uh, flooding the, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, excuse me, the home market, that's when you had all this stuff crop up. It's like, why not make Zombie 15 or whatever? It's based uh, off of this, you know, because these poor guys had lost their, basically lost the whole thing when the the, right right problem happened. The craziest thing with Night of the Living Dead was the original print is the only print that uh, actually has a copyright on it. Whenever yes. the distributor released it, they forgot to put the copyright into the film. Right, so everyone right. that it distributed wasn't copywritten. And that's right. the reason that it you know, has been in the public domain literally since it was released to the public. Yep. No, um, that's, that's just that's it, quite tragic, actually. It, it, know, it, it really you know, is. Yeah. yeah. Now, that's, that's one of the... That's, that, that hurts, because, I mean... You know, Romero did such a great job with that film. And, you know, to see how, you know, what spawned off of it. I mean, what was great, though, is he had, I mean, at least he was able to do Dawn and Day before, like, basically everybody, you know, took it from him from that. I would say before the home video market was like, hey, let's let's put this movie out because it's super popular. Yeah, exactly. Because I I love Day of the Dead. I mean, you know, I I don't know if I like it better than Dawn. I, I think I do to some regards. Depending. I mean, I like the Dawn director's cut. Choke uh, on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I watched a movie recently that, that did that scene, and I was like, seriously, guys, please, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> so what do, you, what, do, what do you think is the most unnecessary sequel you've ever seen? Oh, man. I know there's, there's so many of them to choose from. I've got a list of like 40 of them sitting in front of me right now that I All wrote right. up. Give, yeah, give me some of yours, because I didn't, uh, let, me, let me think. But go ahead, give me some of yours and see what um, you have. Let's see, like Chud 2, Bud the Chud, um, Alone in the Dark 2. Ooh, uh, right, I forgot about that one. Demons 3, The Ogre. Right. Um, mean Girls 2. <laughs> um S. Darko, a Donnie Darko tale. I was tale. thinking that one. Like, it Wait, contradicts the story. I, I didn't, I, honestly, I didn't even know they made that one. Yeah, um, they made a sequel. It's horrible. Caddyshack 2. Well, that, yeah. Um, Police Academy 7. I didn't know there were seven Police Academies until I started researching I there were like this. Two. What are they up to with Leprechauns? That, that was my. Uh, six. Return to the Hood. 
Um, but wait, was that like early 90s when that one was, or is that a newer one? Uh, oh, sorry. Leprechaun Origins is the newest one, which uh, is oh, okay. like a weird remake. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nothing like any of the Leprechaun movies, but they say it's part of the series. Um, yeah, because the in, the before, early, in the early 90s, they did a lot of those uh, sequels to the Hood movies, which was, which was interesting. Yeah, you know? which is because the, um, the Leprechaun in the Hood one wasn't until the early 2000s. And then he oh, went back to the hood. Yeah, because it was oh. Leprechaun, Leprechaun 2, Leprechaun 3, which was Las Vegas, mm-hmm. Leprechaun 4 in space, Leprechaun in the hood, and then Leprechaun back to the hood. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize uh, how many Police Academy movies there were. And then there's the, the, uh, the never-ending The Land Before Time series. One through, like, 1,000? Yeah. <laughs> I think they put out a new one, like, every three months. Well, it's animation, right? So, I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, oh, and uh, another, another really, really bad one, uh, Blues Brothers 2000. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That was a bad one. But, yeah, I mean, for, for me, the, I think the worst on the list, yeah, personally, is, uh, is Alone in the Dark 2, just because I'm a huge fan of the Alone in the Dark video game series. Mm-hmm. I am one of like probably uh, three and a half people in the world that actually enjoy watching the first movie. Um, and then the second movie came along and uh, my biggest problem with it was there was a first movie. The character was established. Christian Slater played Edward Carnby. And right. um, then the second movie was a prequel where Edward Carnby had his first encounter with the supernatural. And they changed him from Christian Slater to this Asian kid. And I'm like, I'm like, if if okay. he would have been Christian Asian in the Slater first movie, it would have been okay. But but we, no changing races between movies. Like, wait, so it's the same character? It's the same character. Huh. But he's you know, I guess when he was in his twenties, he was Asian, and then when he like was in his forties, he was Christian Slater. Yeah, you know, funny how wow. puberty happens again. Yeah, that's I don't know. That's a lot to take in there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, I mean, the, the, the other one I find completely unnecessary, uh, that Paul will argue with me till the day we die is Army of Darkness. Uh, you, you hate that film. I, I thought it was funny. It was yeah, you know, it's funny because I, I just watched that fairly recently, too, and I remember when I first saw that in the theater in, what was it, 92? Um, I fucking hated it. I was like, would you guys, you know, you, you, you were able to, you did such a great job with Evil Dead 2, you know? And it was just like, what's going on here? It's like you think you figure it was just going to be kind of a, just a continuation, you know? Because you get Evil Dead One, which is pretty outlandish and crazy. Evil Dead Two is like time brings all that stuff together and kind of harnesses in a little bit, but still kind of it's wicked and crazy and outlandish. But then when you get to three, you're like, I, you know, it's, I think it's just because of studio involvement. I think it's like the studio was like, yeah, you can't do that, so you have to kind of have like a happy medium. And so you have to go for more, you know, for them, they went for more of the Three Stooges stuff, you know, which I love the Stooges, you know, but at the time when I had seen these, I was just like, oh, man. But um, watching it again recently, just, you know, 20 some odd years later, I was like, okay, see, then you that's... Know, on its own, it's again, it, it works, you know, for what it is. But then the ending, it's like, again, the, I like the apocalyptic ending. You know, I don't like when he goes back to S-Mart and all that. I like when he shows up and he's screwed up and he shows up and it's just obliterated. Everything's obliterated, you know? Yeah, that's um, the, the and that's my exact take on it is because when I first saw it, I saw Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and then Army of Darkness within like a week of each other. Oh, and um, 
you know, it's it has such a different tone. It's not a bad movie, but just to no. me, it's n- it does not fit into that Evil Dead world. It, to me, when yeah. I was watching it, I kept I I thought that a lot of the effects in the first two were kind of goofy, like in hindsight. I mean, they used what they could, but like looking at it from like an outside point of view. A lot of it's kind of goofy, so they just kind of took that concept and ran with it. I'm like, you know, this is it's different, but it's it's got a lot of great one-liners. Like a lot of um, a lot of the one-liners from that people I've met people who thought they were from Evil Dead too. I'm like, nope, that's from Army Darkness. Mm-hmm. It's like it's definitely different, but it's not bad in its own right, at least. No, yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, if they made another one, it would probably suck. Oh, you you mean Ash versus it. the Evil Dead? Yeah, I haven't even bothered with that. The, the first season was bad. I mean, it was it it was okay, I guess. No, it was bad. The second season was much better than the first season. Um, I just remember seeing the trailer and Ash says, "We have to go back to the house." And like, why? No, that's stupid. And the, because Lucy Lawless, you know, oh, that's all. Well, I mean, you know, he he, he yeah. wants, maybe there was some good. He, he wants to get in Zena's pants. I mean. <laughs> I know, right? Well, it, it's it's one of those things. I I, find, I haven't watched the third season yet, which I I'm just going to wait for it to come on Blu-ray. That's but, exactly um, my 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 thoughts on it. But the first two seasons, you know, I, I was definitely go, I was happy to see him back as the character. I was a, a, after the 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 what reboot reimagine that they tried to do. <laughs> which, which I mean, if you want to talk about unnecessary sequels, brother, I mean that that to me is like the worst, you know, because. Honest God, when you watch that, you know, even if you're even if you have never seen the first two movies, the fact that when he opens the book and everything is virtually outlined, it's like everything's in red going. This is bad's about to happen. That bad's about to happen. I mean, everything's so telegraphed. And then, and then that, like stuff starts happening. They're like, oh, yeah, here's a picture of that happening in the book. It's like, yeah. And it's just like, I mean, it's, you know, like, what the hell am I watching here? It's like it's not even suspenseful at this point. You're like. All right, so you're just about to die here, here, and here. I mean, then, honestly, at this point, I don't give a shit. And then the whole you know? thing with it, oh, it's it's the bloodiest movie in history. Fucking cop out. It rains blood. Okay, that's bullshit, okay? I still if blood's say, not yeah. coming out of something that was just murdered, it doesn't fucking count. I still no, say Evil, Evil Dead 2 or Dead Alive to me are still two of the bloodiest movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, the amount of blood that they have pumping through both those films is insane. Um, you know, or, you know, the, and The Shining, I think, is like, a, you know, a, a good one for the third. But, uh you know, other than that, you know, that movie just was, it was completely unnecessarily made. And it's like, I don't even know what they were trying to do. They, they switched the character roles around. And not only that, but they made the characters even worse. And it's like, you know, it, you know, Bruce's acting isn't the greatest in the first one, but he's at least fun to deal with. These guys were just annoying and just like, come on, just get to the end of it. You <laughs> know, it's like, like, why am I even watching this? This is so dumb. You know, so by the time they came with uh, Ashford's Evil Dead, I was like, thank God, at least they have Bruce back. You know, and... You know, I was psyched to where they were going with it because it was it was definitely fun. I mean, I like I like that character, and it's like, where the hell are you going to go when he comes? If you know, when he comes back from after Army of Darkness, <laughs> you know, in theory, if you're picking it up from that point where he survives all this crazy shit, comes back out of time, <laughs> and lives in a trailer camp, it's like, all right, whatever, <laughs> I buy that. So to me, it was a lot of fun for at least the first season. Second season, you know, it was whatever. It's you know, they're never as good as the first, but it was a lot, you know, I thought it was good enough. Um, I like seeing that character, so I have no problem with it. Some of the stuff was a little too, got a little too much. But See, um, I prefer actually the uh, the couple Evil Dead video games that they put out. Yes. Uh, paired, uh, as opposed to um, 
Ash vs. the Evil Dead, um, A Fistful of Boomstick, and uh, Degeneration. Yep. That, the Fistful of Boomstick I played, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. That, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but actually, it was, you know, uh, it, was, it was funny that this was Unnecessary Sequel Month for us. Because uh, my wife and I decided to go to the movies on Tuesday because she had a Tuesday night free from work. Uh-oh. And, uh, you know, we, we had such great choices of, uh, you know, the, the new Jurassic World movie. A very unnecessary scene. Um, the, the, the Wasp Woman or whatever it was, uh, right? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, and uh, she decided to pick Mamma Mia 2. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you and, poor bastard. and I, I will admit, like, I love Mamma Mia just because of the music that's in it. I mean, uh-huh. I've, I've seen the live production. I've seen the movie. The live production is definitely better. Right. Um, the movie really messes up my, my favorite scene from the live production in a horrible way. Um, <laughs> Bad. But the second movie, like, first off to me, it was like they reused, like, 10 out of the 15 songs from the first movie or whatever it was instead of, instead of like, bringing in new songs or using different stuff. Half mm-hmm. of the songs were in flashbacks that were literally just thrown into the movie with no context. It was just like, oh, yeah, my mom was never on time before. And then she shows up late to an event to sing a song that's relevant to that event. But, like, there was no reason for that memory from anybody. Um, and then, like, how they set up, like, the three dads in the first movie with her mem- with uh, Meryl Streep's memories of them completely destroys her memories of them. They were nothing like that. She wasn't just this, like, whore that was partying around and stuff and sleeping with three different guys at the same time. No, she, like, was traveling and slept with each... Spoiler alert, Fox. Spoiler oh, yeah. alert. I'm really going to go out and see Mommy. You know, she slept with each of these guys in succession just so she would have a place to stay for the night without having to pay for it. Like, like I was just, I was just like, wow, that destroys the whole concept of the first movie, which was horrible in and of itself. Like, but I was, I was like, this, this was totally unnecessary. Uh, my wife and I described it as, you know, they must have, you know, written the sequel for this movie without watching the first movie. Like, that's the only way we could figure out why it ended up the or, way it did. Or it was like what happened with me and Anubis. They just decided to make their own movie. And then they're like, hey, wait a second. Why don't we call this Mamma Mia 2? <laughs> just redub everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, no one will notice. I've, I've, never, I've never before been so disappointed in my life when Dancing Queens started playing as when it started in Mamma Mia 2. I'm like, I never thought I would be angry to, to hear Dancing Queen, but no, no, I was. <laughs> I'm angry every time I hear that song. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you on that. I mean, you know. Uh, studios need a pretty good hit sometimes, so I guess you know it's easier to pull from what you've already got and you paid for it. I mean, I, I really wish we would went and saw like the Equalizer too. Instead, I mean, I've never seen the Equalizer, but I know the concept. Denzel Washington kills people. Like that's it. Like that's the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. It's, I, it's I, like it's funny. I, I haven't seen either of those two either because I, I grew up on the TV show, which I loved, and it was one of those things. I was like, oh, Denzel Washington, that could be pretty dope. But it's just one of those things that I've just added it to the stack. I haven't gotten around to it. But I hear the second one's actually a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it, it won. It was number one at the box office. It beat out Mamma Mia, uh, too. So, um, <laughs> Mamma yeah. Mia part two. Yeah, well, that, that was the other thing. So everywhere it's advertised, Mamma Mia 2. But then 
when you, when you fucking see the movie, the title card, Mamma Mia, here we go again. What? I thought this was Mamma Mia 2. <laughs> That's why, actually worse. <laughs> why is it not Mamma Mia 2? Yeah, no, but here we go again almost sounds like, oh, God, here we go again. What's, that, yeah. th- that's one of the opening lines to the song, Mamma Mia. So, I mean, yeah, it, it I, makes sense, you know, if you, if you know ABBA music, but at the same time, uh, it's out of order. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, are, so, bad. are we done talking about Mamma Mia? Advertised. You know, um, John Wick 2 is another one I really want to see. Like, I had a lot of fun with that. I mean, it's, yeah, it's more of the same. I mean, if you're if you're ready for more of the same, it is. But uh, it's Keanu Reeves killing people. Actually, I kind of want yeah. now. I kind of want to see a team up of Keanu Reeves as of uh, of John Wick and uh, Denzel Washington from The Equalizer just going out and, and killing people, or like a fight to the death. Now that'd be entertaining. Who would did, win? You, did you guys see Deadpool two? No, I, I saw the original one. Yeah, I saw the first one. I haven't. I never got around to seeing the uh, new one. I mean, I want to see it just because Cable's in it. Right, right, right. Did you see Deadpool 2? No, I haven't seen it yet, no. Oh. No. Yeah, I kind of... I'm not really too excited about that one just because I'm assuming it's going to be more fourth wall breaking and and um, him fighting um, bad guys. It's like, all right, I mean, I don't know what more I can get out of that. Right. Yeah, I mean, once you've read two or three issues of any Deadpool series, like, it's the same thing over and over. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's most, you know, if not all superhero movies, but yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they all kind of um, run together after a while. I saw um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and the whole time I kept thinking, it's essentially somebody going to, like, the grocery store only having a bunch of shit happen, <laughs> and that, that just, like, slows it down. It's like, okay, the plot is he needs to go from this point to this point. But all this, like, unnecessary stuff, like, inhibits that. Then when he, they finally accomplish it, it's like, well, that took an unnecessarily long amount of time. Like, that, that sounds I, like a, I sat here for two hours for that. That sounds like it a sounds very like, horrible version of Michael Douglas's falling down. Well, I was going to say, it sounds like a horrible version of Run, Lola, Run, for God's sake. <laughs> You know. Well, it, I mean, it, 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 at least Ant Man and the Wasp, you don't have to watch three times over, like Run Lola Run. Oh God. Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, and if, well, I don't know. Maybe they take place in the same universe. Cause she had the ability to like scream and break like every glass or something. Like that was an odd. What film. that that that? Who, in, which movie are you talking about? Isn't that the one where like she keeps going back in time? Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. She screams in the for, in the. Um, for a second, the, I thought um, you were saying that that was what the wasp's powers were. No. That's why I was like, "What?" No, like, the wasp is like just a rip off of Ant Man. I was I was gonna say I was say those are Banshee's powers from the X Men. No. You know, he screams and Keep things on. break. No, at the end of Run Little Run, she's like randomly gets the power to like break glass and everything. I'm like, but that kind of contradicts the whole time thing. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie since I was like twelve, so yeah. I don't it's, remember it's it very weird. much. <laughs> I like yeah. torrented it like um, probably like ten years ago, and it was really bad um, qualities. But so I don't feel like I missed out on anything. You know, I, uh, D, I know you worked on the movie The Mask. Did you ever see the uh, any of the either of the sequels to that, like uh, Son of the Mask? Uh, no, I just saw the trailers, and I was just <laughs> like, "What? Oh, wait, they made a third one?" I I thought they did. I, I might just be confusing it with the fact that there was a, the there was an animated Saturday morning cartoon of the mask at one point. Right, right. There definitely was that. I remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I know there was Son of the Mask. It's like didn't yeah. even have Jim Carrey in it. Right? 
Right. Well, like some guy and the problem with that is, 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 I don't know if you guys ever read the comic. The comic is super dark, and I mean, it's it's funny as hell, and it's dark. It's awesome. I mean, the comic book is really really good, and I mean, it would do somebody justice to, to actually make that into like an R-rated, you know, series, film, whatever. I mean, because um, the the movie and I, mean, I assume the sequel as well are, do not touch upon that stuff at all. I mean, they touch about the wackiness and the zaniness and, and that kind of Tex Avery aspect of it. But not just not the full aspect of what that character is, you know, and how he goes through it. See, I just I um I loved playing the mask on Super Nintendo. Like that was my favorite part of it was there was there was the mask on Super Nintendo. Yeah, I didn't know it actually I didn't know it was based off a comic. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I had no idea, but yeah, the son of the mask is like a baby gets a hold of the mask. Yeah, oh really? Yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of like that like son of Rambo oh. where Rambo is spelled B O W. Right, right. Well, here you go. Here's an unnecessary sequel. So I just read, uh, I think it was either today or yesterday, that they're doing a Home Alone called, with Ryan Reynolds, called Stoned Alone. <laughs> and it's really a sequel to Home Alone. Is he so, supposed to be all grown up Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, I mean, the picture I saw is him, of, of course, you know, shirtless, you know, lunging in the air with, uh, look like super soakers or something. I, so. I hope Joe Pesci is back. Like, that's, that's all I ask, is bring Joe Pesci back. I'll go see it. I mean, he barely came back with the last Scorsese film that's not even out yet. So who God knows? I, I you know, maybe it's his son, you know, <laughs> his nephew. <laughs> yeah, I think they had like three different um, Home Alone films after Home Alone I, Two. I, I, like, I, oh yeah, after like two, two or three of them, and it there was it was completely. I say like, once you got to three and you didn't have Macaulay Culkin anymore. I mean, it was just. You didn't have yeah. Macaulay Culkin. You didn't have Joe Pesci. You didn't have uh, Daniel Stern. Like, you lost the core dynamic of that movie. So it's essentially a completely different series. It's just, well, it's just mean, a kid trapped in a house with people trying to rob them and him setting up Rube Goldberg <laughs> machines to defeat them. These convoluted, like, traps that, like... Would well, what would have been around. crazy is if they made the... You know, but like, you know by uh, movie three, you know, he's on social media saying, hey, I'm home alone. So, you know, obviously... You know, people on social media are like, oh, this kid's home alone. Let's go see what, you know, we could screw with him. So you can even make sequels of that, just like him just constantly taunting people online to come to his house. I, I did love uh, Mythbusters did a special on, like, the home alone traps and oh, found really? out that, like, I th- most of the traps would have killed them. I like in the of second course. one how, like, <laughs> he's just on the roof, like, chucking bricks at them. <laughs> Even just to slip it on the marbles and follow it on the frozen stairs would have, you know, caused, you know. That, that, yeah, that would have caused broken bones. Um, oh, yeah. The crowbar would have Cotton. killed him. The crowbar to oh, the yeah. chest. The, uh, the iron would have given him a, a major concussion. Um, the blowtorch would have uh, given him third-degree burns. Oh, yeah. Um, what was the other one? There was another one that was like, y- y- oh, the paint can would have killed them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, it was just like. Like most of these traps, actually, were, were were actually fairly deadly. Like if you have the time to do it, right? Um, but I mean, I guess I guess uh, Merv and uh, whatever his name was, were, they they were just super superhuman. Well, I mean, it it just harkens back to the old Three Stooges. Because you look at the old Three Stooges kids, I mean, you know, those guys would have been dead ten times over. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, there's there's no <laughs> way they would have survived <laughs> an episode. <laughs> you know, so I think that's you know at least where they were going with that, but. Uh, I don't know. I'm curious to see what they do with the sequel for this one. If it's going to be, uh, you know, in the same vein, or they just all leave bloody. 
He'll be all. He'll be like forty years old. He wakes up. Oh no, mom and dad left that. This, this is actually a sequel to his Amityville Horror remake. Ooh. Oh, God. yeah. There you go. You want to talk about unnecessary remakes of a, a the beginning of a bad movie to begin with? The first movie is terrible, and then did they continue to try to make him to say, you know, I don't know if it's just billing off the title alone or if it's hey, let's keep trying to make one and see if we can make one better than the first, you know. But. Uh, yeah, I think in, I think in their case they were like, oh, special effects are so much better now. Let's let's remake this movie with much better effects and make it more believable. Black Christmas, that remake, or that, that, oh, um, fucking sequels, where yeah. the where, where the uh, the killer has jaundice or some shit like that. Billy, yeah, Billy with was... jaundice. Oh, the first one is so good. It is, and it, and it leaves <laughs> so much to the imagination. And in in the remake, they just overexplain everything. Of yeah, it really missed the point of it. And they also mess up the, the phone calls. Yeah, that was that was really dumb. Well, and that's the problem, again, when we go back to Evil Dead. You know, they over-explain the stuff in that, too. And it's just like, that's a great thing. I mean, I know you were saying before about Evil Dead 2 being kind of weird and wacky the way it is. But I think that kind of worked. I mean, you're trying to sell a, you're trying to sell a, a crazy idea. Oh, you yeah. Know? There's and, a charm to so, it, at least. Right. So when you, when you get Henrietta coming up... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously that's not an old woman. <laughs> that's just that's some weird, crazy creature, you know, creature, creature created from the, you know, the demon side. You know, so to have all that outlandish stuff, I think is great, and, and that's the problem with the remake is I think it just missed all that. It missed all that fun. You know, it's like because you're dealing with some heavy shit, and you know, I mean, was, you could do that, but you can make it work. But if you can't make it work in, in the regards that they were trying. Trying to make it fun, and then they know? try to throw in like one-liners from from uh, Evil Dead Two. It's like, ah, oh, that was so awkward and cringy. It's it, oh yeah, that yeah. was that was real painful. But to watch. Uh, you know, well, it's really the, just place poor, you know, just place poorly. You know, the um the old woman um Henrietta just reminds me of the the Dawn of the Dead remake. Whenever uh, oh, oh, the uh, the giant oh. woman zombie who's actually one of like the stagehands or something. He's one he's one of the crew members. Because yeah. they couldn't find a woman big enough to do what, like, the, the stunt that they wanted. So they just put a man in all this, like, woman zombie makeup. Yeah. And, um, you know, actually, th- that movie does have one of my favorite lines. Because, uh, you know, whenever you know, sh- the, the, the main character, nurse woman, comes upon the group, she's like, well, you know, if we're not going to that base, where are we, what are we doing? And the one guy's just like, we're going to the mall. And I'm like, that's that's totally me in the apocalypse. Oh, the world is ending. What are you doing today? I'm going to the mall. Let's go shopping. Like, yeah, that, that's uh, if you want. Yeah, I, I hated that. That what I don't know what you want to call it. Reimagined sequel. I don't know what it was, but the, the best part I thought was when they get to the island at the very end credits. That yeah. was my favorite part of it. You know, because that that lended so that was spooky to me. I mean, that was scary. I but think, it's like everything up until then, it was just kind of like. Oh, I think I Ving Rhames was my favorite part of it. I barely remember. Yeah, I remember him being in it. I just can't remember what he did. Um, it, it's Point. also funny, like, seeing that movie and then having seen a couple episodes of, uh, I think it's Modern Family, where uh, <laughs> Steve, who is the super asshole in Dawn of the Dead, is the dad in Modern Family. <laughs> oh, my God, right. I forgot all about that. Um, That's hilarious. But, yeah. Well, my, my biggest complaint with... Uh, with Dawn of the Dead, uh, the remake was, you know, the guy that owns a gun store mm-hmm. is not, like, just sitting on his roof shooting zombies all day. Like, if I was in the apocalypse and I had hundreds of thousands of rounds of ammunition, like he probably had, right. I'd just sit up there shooting them all day. Like, 
Got nothing like, better wh- to do. Why not? Please. I mean, I yeah, guess. I mean, it's like either that or just wait, you know, just hang out and wait until people just start trying to show up and steal your shit. And, like, you know, because like, those, those guys are going to be a lot more dangerous than the zombies. Like, I do, I know? did understand, you know, they, they had, like, the special feature on the DVD that was, like, his diary. Oh, for every one I shoot, it's, like, three or four more pop up in their place. It's, it's useless to keep shooting them. What else are you going to fucking play chess across the parking lot like they do in the movie? I think my favorite game they did in the movie was uh, was find the celebrity lookalike to shoot. Like, right. <laughs> well, and the thing is, I never understood, you know, with the zombie pie, it's like, why not just use Molotov cocktails? I mean, if you're sitting there hanging out in a building, you know, you go around siphoning gas out, save you on bullets. It's, especially you know? if you are in, like, like that mall or even his gun shop. They were brick. They were concrete. Right. They were right. buildings that wouldn't catch fire. Like, I could understand if you're in a neighborhood and you don't want to use Molotov cocktails because your house will probably catch on fire from flaming zombies. But if you are in a brick and mortar, if you are in some kind of fireproof-ish structure, there's right. no reason to not use a technique like that. Well, especially if you're able, you know, if you've been scavenging for a while, you probably have collected fire extinguishers and stuff, too. So worst case scenario, if something comes a little close, you can kind of keep ahead of it, you know? Yeah. It's always amazing in those films because you'd think those people would have died a long time ago because they can't think of, like, basic survival-like techniques. Kind of like in The Walking Dead where it's like, oh, you know, if you, if you oh. just walk a little faster, you won't die. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I feel like you have well. to be an idiot to get killed in that world, but everybody seems to do it. Well, The Walking Dead, with it, the one thing that baffles me the most is that they have all these... Um, they, I remember uh, one episode where there's a character reading a book you know, he's got, he's using a lighter or something like that. And it's just like, honestly, it's day. It, it, it's, it was still daylight. It was like, just, you know, cozy up to a window or something, but you're sitting there literally using butane and you know, you kind of got to, you're going to need that at some point I would imagine. Right. You know, so that was the thing that I, that always bothers me with the walking dead is that they're, they're very lucid, you know, uh, with dealing with their, their resources, you know, the resources and amenities, and it's like <laughs> you know this is going to last longer than tomorrow, right, or the next day, or two weeks from now. Well, it's also know? one of those like you know it's obviously been several years since the zombie outbreak happened, but yet all the gasoline and all the vehicles still works perfectly fine. Yeah, like, where typically at the, you know this day and age, gasoline doesn't you know last best a year if you're lucky. So, that, you that's know. if you put a fuel stabilizer in it. Right. Exactly. Because of the ethanol. I always so, like when they, yeah. you know, I was like when they start stabbing people because like, oh, we have to reserve bullets, and then they go and like waste bullets on like on something else. It's like, yeah, they'll really? like they'll <laughs> like stab five zombies and then like shoot one guy with like three magazines full of ammo from a from a fully automatic right. rifle, and it's like, like seriously, guys, like. Well, that's the, that's the, that's the old John Woo uh, school of uh, firing guns, <laughs> you know, the magic bullet. It just you know, just constantly replaces itself. Yeah. Hey, what do you guys think about the? Um, about you heard the news, obviously, about Grimes leaving and all that, or uh, Andrew Lincoln leaving. So, what's your thought on that? I'm just kind of curious. I mean, I hope it means that the show is going to end. Yeah, I, I kind of. Well, I'm wondering yeah. if like the show's that. Uh, I mean, I actually I, is going to even have a, like. What I, season are they on now? Uh, this is going to be season nine. nine. Yeah, I'm wondering if yeah, going to have a season ten. I kept thinking. That really they should kill everybody else off except Negan and Carl, 
and then just have like <laughs> Negan and Carl taking a road trip across America, like killing zombies and, and bonding as as That's new father and son. I, I would I would definitely sign up to see that. Like That's, I I thought that would yeah. be the best way for the show to go, and then they killed yeah. off Coral, and it was like wow. Coral. So much for that. Yeah. Coral. <laughs> Well, you know, it's. I, I think what bothers me the most about the whole thing is, you know, I mean, whatever. You know, there's always actors disputes, and you know, there's people not working. You know, some things just never happen the way they're supposed to, I guess. But for me, it's just the fact that it got released. You know, because you know, I've been, I, you know, I never, I only read the first, uh, I don't know, half a dozen books. I'm stuck with the series. Not a, you know, it's you know, obviously we've, it is what it we've kind of like you know toughed it out so far. Yeah, too. I definitely toughed it up because honestly, the the, the honest the sole reason is because it's it's fucking zombies on TV every Sunday night. <laughs> you know, it's like you know going back to the old days when I was a kid, going, oh, Doctor Who's on, sweet. You know, I, I mean, it's that for me. You and know? now so, it's like Doctor Who's on. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, now it's like you know the zombies are on, but they're neutered. It's like we can't show this, we can't show that. We, yeah, we cut when, this up because of, when, cut that. When but, we talked about that last time we uh, we had talked, I really paid attention to like Fear the Walking Dead was on at that time. And I did uh, notice like every time there was like a good like zombie gore scene should have been there, they yeah. cut to something else happening and I was like yeah. I was like seriously guys, like this is the whole reason to do this yeah, show. The moneymaker. You you don't cut the moneymaker. You know, and, and that's what they, those guys are, is they're the moneymakers. But, you know, and I noticed in the last season with Walking Dead that they definitely started doing that more and more, obviously. You know, which makes no sense because half the time they're CG or dudes in heavy makeup, you know. Um, but uh, but the fact just the fact that they're killing off a main character but letting the fans know before it happens, it's... Well, not only it's him, so but uh, you know? Lori Cohen as well. Maggie. She, she's not leaving. She's oh. just um, going to be less episodes because she's yeah, um, I mean, in some whatever. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. I mean, but that's the whole thing is that. Or maybe you know, uh, maybe Andrew know. Lincoln's going to hop over to Fear the Walking Dead with Morgan. <laughs> maybe they'll be back together, him and Lenny James. Yeah, I watched that first episode where he shows up in that. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he's here now. Um, okay. Yeah, that's, it's that's, like. That's it. I mean, it was supposed to be a ratings boost or the fact that like two weeks later they kill off the main, you know, the main character, you know, so. Yeah, it's, well, another thing with that is like there are no, really no original characters and they just keep introducing more. It's like, how am I supposed to D- care about Daryl's going to take over. It's going to be the Daryl show. I think he'll, he might be, well, him and Carol, I think, will be the only ones left from season one. And like yeah. from, yeah. from the, from the San Diego Comic-Con trailer, it looks like. Daryl and Carol finally hook up, like. Yeah, uh, really. You you know because that's what everybody's been wanting oh, yeah, to see forever. We've all been waiting for it. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I feel like I mean, the, the biggest mo- romance since uh, Daryl and Beth. Favorite source is Mulder and Scully. You know, I mean, it's like honestly, who cares? It's like I I prefer these people to be kind of asexual at this point. You know, it's uh, Speak, less drama. Speaking of way. Mulder and Scully, did did you see not the newer X Files series, but the newest movie of the uh, X Files? Um, no, I have not. I never saw it, but what uh, what I did read about it was, I guess, like in the first five minutes of the movie. You know, Mulder and Scully start making out, and then you find out they've been married like since the, se- the since the series ended. And it was like, well, there goes eight years of sexual tension just right out the window. No, are you serious? Yeah, really? Yeah, I, I'm completely serious. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that sucks. You know, it's it's. I mean, 
to me, I mean, my favorite is the first four, maybe five seasons of that show, and I'm out. You know, well, I think, it, it, isn't the fifth series season where they have, like, the one guy is obsessed with Cher, and he, like, drugs women, plays Cher music, rapes them, and then they have his babies because his sperm is 100%, like, you know. <laughs> there, There is a whole episode, and, and instead of arresting this guy... They they actually like fly Sharon to give him a a, a private concert. <laughs> it is the most Sharon. ludicrous thing. <laughs> well, like I stated, season one through four, maybe five. I think it's definitely season one through four <laughs> that I enjoyed. Yeah, I don't. Rem- I, I barely remember that episode. But uh, yeah, if that's when they jumped the shark, and well, yeah, I'm, I was probably I'm, out before then. I'm I'm kind of wondering if Michael Berryman was the uh, was the freak in that episode. I I think he was. Uh, I love Michael. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, with every season in a film um, film franchise, there's there's a time to stop, but a lot of times they just don't. Well, like, you know, it's it's funny because I was talking to a friend of mine today about the new Terminator movie that Cameron's uh, producing, and um, I can't remember the gentleman's name that directed uh, the first Deadpool, but I think he's directing it. And you know, we were talking about like, oh, well, this is great, kind of Cameron's back in the saddle, so to speak, you know. But then I was like, well. Then we got Ridley Scott, who came up with Prometheus, where, you know, because for so long we we're like, oh, come on, we need a good alien movie. And then Ridley Scott steps back in and gives us Prometheus. It's just like, oh, really? You know, yeah. and I saw that and I wasn't a fan, but then I saw, and I have not seen the, uh, his new, the alien, whatever the new, new alien, alien covenant. Or? Oh yeah. That's yeah, it. Covenant. Covenant. Yeah. It, it was bad. It was, um, I, I never, I, I only saw part of Prometheus, so I was kind of confused during it. I think it was a, a so continuation of that, but it was I either mean, way. It was dumb. I've seen Alien Three and Alien Revelation, so and and Aliens and Alien, but I haven't seen anything past the original quadrilogy. Alien and yeah. Aliens is really are the only ones really worth anyone's time. Yeah, um, the, the what I'm not excited for is the new Predator movie. I mean, after after they butchered Predator with Predators, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Any uh, any movie with Adrian Brody as the main character just doesn't cut it for me. Especially Predator. <laughs> like. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was when, it was a different take. When, when you have Adrian Brody and uh, oh, why why is my brain not working right now? Machete. Oh, uh-huh. um, oh, uh, yeah. Oh man, brain work. I'll think of it in a, in a, Danny Trejo. Yeah, when when you have Adrian Brody and Danny Trejo both as like mercenaries on a planet fighting off aliens or or predators, I'm sorry, they're the same universe, can't get them confused, they're not xenomorphs, but anyway, I would 100% all the time put my money on Danny Trejo, and for them to kill Danny Trejo and let Adrian Brody be the hero of the movie, just, it just didn't make sense to me. Was was Adrian Brody supposed to be that movie's, um, Carl Weathers or something like that? I I guess. I mean, but, I mean, to to me, it was kind of like in, uh, in War of the Worlds, where, uh, Tim Robbins and uh, Tom Tom Cruise are about to fight in a basement, and then it turns out that Tom Cruise won. Like seriously, no. Tim Robbins would have crushed him in three point two seconds. Like no, no. There's some just, It doesn't make sense. Make. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> well, so what is wait, wait? So what's the new movie then? Does it take place? You know, I, from I have no idea. It's it's. I think it's. I think it's called Predator. Like. They just call it Predator again. Like, and what? What is it with titling sequels the same title as the first movie? Like, it's like it's like the movie The Thing. I th- that is one series. I hate how they titled it because there's there's three parts to the series. There's the original movie. There's the video game, and then there's 
the second movie slash remake slash prequel. And all three of them are called The Thing. So you have The Thing, which is followed by The Thing, which is followed by the beforehand of The Thing. Like, I just... Please, please label things in order. As far as I'm concerned, there's just the original movie in the video game. Yeah, did, did you guys like the prequel? No. No? no I, <laughs> like, half the stuff that happens in the prequel, like, like she's got the axe, you know? Uh-huh. And she, 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 she tries to hit, a, hit one of the things with the axe, and it just gets stuck in the wall. And she goes to pull it out of the wall, and the guy's like, just leave it. There is no immediate threat to them whatsoever. There is no reason to leave that axe in the wall other than for the, the filmmaker to be like, hey guys, look, see, that's where the axe came from. I did it, guys. I made things make sense for you. Or yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Well, and, 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 and then you get the two lead characters are basically dressed like Kurt Russell and... Um, um, I don't know. I just, I just always call her Ramona Flowers. Like, that's, that's, she, every movie she's in, she will be Ramona Flowers. Ramona Flowers. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's funny because, you know, I didn't mind the prequel so much, but it was like, again, why? I mean, there's honestly no reason. That's what I love about the thing is the movie's per- perfectly self-contained. You don't need to know before. You don't need to know after. You just know this is the moment, and that's it. It, doesn't, it doesn't have to be the middle of the story. Like, well, that's no. what I felt about um, the new Blade Runner movie. Um, I mean, it wasn't bad, but I kept thinking, yeah, how they haven't really expanded on anything the original did, and well, it, you know, it's really funny you mentioned that because I, I, Blade Runner to me and, and Alien are probably my two favorite sci-fi movies of all time, and I've seen Blade Runner in all its variations a million times over, and I had friends that saw the the the, the new or whatever the hell it is the reimagined sequel twenty forty nine, yeah. And uh, I was like, you know, I just have zero interest. It's like, I, to me, it just ended when it ended. I don't need to see the expansive, you know, universe of this. You know, especially since, you know, the first one, you know, when it came out, it, it failed at the box office. didn't make any money. And, and by the time it made its money, it wasn't until the 90s. So for them to try to put out a, a, a you know, a sequel, a better version, or whatever you want to call it, it's like, I don't, you know, if people didn't get it the first time, are they going to get it again? And so when it comes out, you're just like, okay, you know, and uh, it, you know, it supposedly was okay at the box office, you know, or not the box office, but at least the reviews were good. But uh, I ended up catching some of it, um, I think it's when, you know, when he goes to one of the Reynolds there, goes to uh, find Harrison Ford's character. And everything just looks pretty and slick and so on and so forth. But it's, again, I'm so more, I watch it 10 or 15 minutes of it going, I don't know. See, I kind of that was. I, I'm fine with the first one. <laughs> yeah, that was my thought watching because I I love the original Blade Runner and watching twenty what is twenty forty nine, I just kept thinking, what what's the point of this? They're not they're just kind of repeating themselves from the original, but right adding like weird things like some of the um, replicants can reproduce. I'm like, okay, that's just dumb. Like they're you'd have to one design it that way. Also. So what? Like, everything you needed to know about them, like, the whole mystery of, like, are they human or not? What makes a human? It's like, that was, it's like they tried expanding on it. They tried, like, copying that theme, and it was just really kind of dumb. I mean, it looked really nice, and Harrison Ford's in it for 
because Harrison Ford was in it, basically. Like, yeah, they were like, oh, he came back for the Star Wars movie. Let's bring him back for this. Well, that, that was one of the things I really hated about it. I knew it was going to happen watching the trailer when I saw Harrison Ford in it was that he was going to be somehow like awkwardly like tied into the main plot. And it's like, why? Just just let him like live his life where it was it's like. He, he doesn't need to be in here. And having a character, having everything, like, revolve around him just makes the entire world that takes place in seem so much smaller and uh, less interesting. But, I mean, it's... Well, I mean, it, it, that's what I love about the, you know, the original was the fact that, you know, whatever version you see where it's the closing of the elevator or them driving away or whatever it is, it, it's, it's still ambiguous, you know? And that's what I love about it. It's like, I don't want to know. Yeah, that's part <laughs> I don't of need to know, you know, and it's like, I feel like with this movie, it's kind of cheating me of that, you know? Yeah, they kind of, they don't, they don't, they don't end up telling you, like, um, at the end, um, whether or not he was a replicant, but they'll, like, they'll, like, toy with it, it's like, oh, he might be, but he might not be, and then, like, there's a guy who, yeah. like, say things right. you shouldn't know about him, it's like, okay, is he, but then he'll say something else, it's like, okay, this is just obnoxious, you know? Well, that's the whole thing. It's like you either show me, you know, you either show me the, uh, you know, the, the trick, the magic trick, or, or you don't, or you keep it to your best. So, you, you know, but don't give me any in between, you know, and that's the whole thing that I just, I, I refuse to, you know, go into that scene. Though they did, do, they did do a couple of like little shorts, I guess, leading up to that, which I watched, uh, animation. And to me, that's the way that a lot of the stuff should go at this point. You know, if you're going to make an unnecessary sequel, just go to animation. Because you could do a lot more with it, obviously, and I don't know if it gets you a little bit more credit or not, but you know you can take it in a different direction than where you ever could with trying to just crap out a sequel, you know, just because. Well, that's you know? like uh, the the Riddick trilogy. Uh, pitch, right. pitch oh, black. The animation is awesome. Pitch black, <laughs> Dark Fury, and then yeah. the Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, and it's like. You you get to the Chronicles of Riddick and you're like really like this is this is pretty stupid here, yeah. Like and then, then oh, he yeah, he definitely. takes over an entire civilization because he stabs a guy in the face. Like, I don't, the, the Riddick video game was actually pretty cool. Uh, Escape from Dark Athene, I think it was. Oh, I didn't know, I didn't know they did that. That's cool. Yeah, it was That's on cool. it was on the original Xbox and it was uh, it was yeah just like how he escaped from this prison and got his like night sight powers and stuff like mm. it was it was interesting. Well, it's funny because uh, the sequel's been playing on uh, IFP, I think, uh, and it was on the other night. My daughter, who's thirteen, was asking me. She goes, "What's that? What's this about?" I'm like, "I, I have no idea." <laughs> it's, it's about Vin Diesel be- beating people up. And she's like, "Why is everybody running so slow on the moon or wherever it is?" I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> all they're doing is just running. And, you know, it's the Baywatch move as they're you know <laughs> kind of crossing heavy terrain. You know, and I'm just like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. I mean, I, I barely remember the first movie, and uh, I never I, saw this one. I, I actually like Pitch Black. It's it's very fun to me, mm-hmm. um, and interesting. You know, each character is a little bit unique. Right. But uh, I think there was another. Is there another movie in that series? I think there is. I'll get back to you on that in a second. There, there definitely is because uh, I think it's just it's called Riddick. Yeah, that one came out like because, a, uh, af- a while after. Yeah, Heather, Heather and I saw it at the. Uh, at my wife and I saw it at the drive-in. Uh, it was it was a double feature of Riddick and Kick-Ass Two. And, uh, <laughs> oh man. You know, I gave her the choice that night, and that's what she picked because she thought Riddick sounded cool. And uh, yeah, yeah. Riddick, is, 
Riddick is like, it's the same movie as Pitch Black, except instead of fighting monsters that come out at night, it's monsters that come out when it rains. Like... Okay. Other than that, it's it's like the same concept. They're trapped on they're trapped on this world, and they have to get out before it rains, or else they're gonna have to fight all these monsters. And um, and then there's Kickass too, which I just I I, I love. I'm guessing the, that was an unnecessary. I love the sequel. villain names in that. Like, oh, it is it is totally unnecessary. Um, yeah, I didn't but, see the second one. I, I like the first one. I oh yeah, uh, Whatever his name is, uh, Christopher Mintz-Plass comes back and he he renames from Red Storm or whatever it was to the motherfucker. Um, mm. His his uncle is uh, some other mob goon um, who he's he's small and deadly, so they call him the Tumor. Um, <laughs> you get this former KGB agent that's a woman, um, and they call her Mother Russia. Um, and I can't remember who the other villain was, but like. The villains were just so ridiculous. Um, and then, of course, uh, they do kill off Jim Carrey in that movie. So, uh, oh, that's too bad. You know, that's they killed uh, off Nicolas Cage in the first one. That was, that was pretty yeah, that, that was that was that was heartbreaking right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, you, you just you just can't just kill off Nicolas Cage. And they, they did. It was like, oh, my God. You know, it was it was a painful death, too. I mean, yeah. Ooh, Kentucky Fried Cage. KFC, kill the cage. <laughs> I mean, he he had a, he had a better death than uh, than Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Well, speaking of uh, remake, you know, if you, I know you were talking about sequels, but remakes. Wicker Man, his his version of Wicker Man. That is the best coaster I've ever bought. <laughs> you know, I I've, I've got this matching set of coasters from the early two thousands. It's the Wicker Man and Darkness Falls. I really don't want to oh, see, boy, the, yeah. see the Wicker Man uh, remake. I love the original Wicker Man. So yeah, like, yeah, the, the pseudo musical. I never saw the sequel. I, I couldn't or remake or whatever it is. I couldn't do it. Oh, so I, 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 see, I do see the the, uh, you know, the gifts or whatever the bees sequence with Nick Cage and <laughs> the mask. But but, but yeah. Um, yeah, that was the, the original is fantastic. And again, my brain's not working, so I can't name famous actors. Um Christopher Lee. Yeah. Christopher Lee, like, if you if you watch his interview about that movie, he's like, he's like, I read the script for this movie, and I was like, I want to be in this movie. What's your budget? Mm-hmm. And they were like, this is our budget. He's like, that doesn't even cover how much you're supposed to pay me. I'll do it for free. Like, <laughs> right. it was, like, like, just the story behind that movie is so cool, and the movie itself is, is great. Mm-hmm. And then the remake is, ugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got it. Well, you got uh, the Equalizer. Edward Woodward is in the original. There you go. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's. I uh, see we're going on like about an hour about unnecessary sequels, and we can go on for, forever more. <laughs> I am sure. Yeah, I'm pretty Absolutely. sure most sequels are unnecessary. Um, I mean, just thinking about like the Nightmare on Elm Street series, um, the. Well, we were talking about the Halloween movies and all the unnecessary films of that, uh, Psycho, um, Star Wars. Friday the 13th. Yeah, everything Star Wars after the original trilogy. Uh-huh. Did they, did they make a deep space? Uh, was it not deep space? Star Trek. Deep, no. What was that, Deep Six Nine? Let me see what was that. D- deep Space Nine, that was, that was a Star Trek series. No, 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 Deep Six. Deep oh, Seven, Deep Six. Seven. Okay. Yeah, the underwater movie. Yeah. Anyways, then, you know, I don't know. Oh, all the all the oceans movies, oceans 
Oh yeah, Ocean's like, Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, Ocean's Thirteen, Ocean's Eight is in theaters now yeah. because we yeah. can't do math. Right. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm not going to. It's the missing sequel. Oh, I think I think maybe my favorite unnecessary sequels though are um, the Expendables because you you know exactly what you're getting. And they they don't disappoint. It's like we're gonna give you action stars and we're gonna blow shit up, like. And that's what the movie is. Like it's no more, it's no less. Like they don't try and tell this compelling story. No, action heroes blow shit up. Like that is it. It's a well, great and, concept. And I think you could probably see them out of order too, because I caught one the other day. I was like, I don't even know what's going on, but it's just like you said. It's just, guys, just you know. Are, are the old the old school B movie actors just blowing shit up? You know, that's all you really need. So, uh, yeah. do, do either of you have a favorite unnecessary sequel to to end this out? That's a tough one. <laughs> um, I'd actually probably go with Army of Darkness. I know it's unnecessary, but I I do enjoy that film a lot. Mm. <laughs> Dave is pondering. I'll like watch some of the like the other Hollow, except for the Rob Zombie ones because they're. Garbage. Um, I'll oh, watch so, so you're saying movie. ones that we would watch. You're not saying ones that we would, uh, right? Watch no, if I, we hated ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I said enjoy. Like, which one is enjoy? You yeah, I mean, I, I, I caught Halloween two again, and that's a fun one. I, I have no problem with that. I think that's a good. I mean, I love Donald Pleasance. So you know, if I can get Donald Pleasance as Loomis, I'm there. You know, definitely. So there you have it, B-Movie fans. If, uh, if you have a favorite or a least favorite unnecessary sequel, please leave it in the comments below or anything else about unnecessary sequels that you want to chat about. Dean, how about you tell us anywhere that we can find uh, your current works or anything in the future? If you want to, uh, our uh, book, uh, Lovecraft P.I., is out at lovecraftpi.com. The trade is out right now. We have a new uh, volume two will be out uh, in the fall called The Curious Case of Reanimator. Uh, there'll be a new case style from uh, Lovecraft PI. And uh, for all your other um, dark side means, you can go to darksidemedia.us for some of our other series and merchandise. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you uh, inviting me on tonight. Oh, yeah. We always love having you on. It's right. been too long. Definitely. Absolutely. Thanks for joining Absolutely. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. <laughs>